everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm really excited today to bring you a very special interview with director Lydia Dean Pilcher. And Lydia is the director of a new film called A Call to Spy. This film is available on VOD and in the theaters. And I had the chance to just talk to her for a few minutes. It's not a very long interview for uh, compared to what we normally have, but this is still really interesting. And I'll give some of my thoughts on the film and, and after the interview is finished. So uh, if you get to see this film, let me know what you think and let's uh, go and check out the interview. Thank you so much Lydia, for coming on the podcast. I'd like to ask our guests to introduce uh, yourselves and tell us uh, how, how did you become a, uh, a director? Well, um, I'm Lydia Dean Pilcher. I might have spent most of my career as a producer, um, over 30 years, in fact, and I have um, directed some documentaries and directed second unit on a lot of the movies I produce, but I've um, been solely directing the last couple of years. And when Sarah, Megan Thomas, who wrote the screenplay, brought it to me, I was completely, you know, taken with these three women um, who were, you know, from different countries, Romania, India, America, um, working on a common mission to defeat Hitler in France, and um, just their power, their sort of fearlessness um, really captivated me. Yeah, it's really unique uh, film, I feel like, especially for the one of the things I wanted to ask you is how did you, how were you able to get so much with such a small budget? I mean, there's so many facets to it with the period piece, with the large cast, with telling three different stories, all the different stuff. How was, how were you able to manage all of that? Yes, we are an independent film and I have produced many period historical films in my career. So it was a challenge that I, you know, was excited to take on. And the part that was really um, in need of the most um, sort of brilliant, clever, you know, configuring was the period France exteriors. Mm -hmm. And for those scenes, we went to Budapest, which is an amazing place to film. And um, the crews were fantastic. So we did a lot of the filming in Budapest, and but we also did film in Philadelphia. Mm. Oh, interesting. Philadelphia, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, and, and all of your costuming and, and all of that, how, how was it putting all of that together? Well, it was, um, it was fun because it's a, you know, it's a, it, it was, um, it was fascinating and, and exciting to do all of the research into World War II. I mean, as movie makers, we go deep into these subjects for the purpose of creating a world on screen and making that world as authentic as we can. So there was obviously a lot of, for us to learn for myself, the production designer, Kim Jennings, the costume designer, Vanessa Porter. We really did our research to understand what it was like to, you know, take a wireless radio into, you know, Nazi France. I mean, the life expectancy for a wireless operator was six weeks. And it was because the signal is going right up. And, you know, whether you're in a city and a building somewhere or you're out in the country, I mean, you know, there are intelligence forces out there that can just track the signals. And so the operators um, in our movie played by Radhika Apte uh, as Nora Nayak Khan, I mean, she had to be constantly on the move, constantly in hiding. She couldn't stay in the same place. And um, yeah. Yeah. Do you know how uh, Sarah decided on these particular three women and their stories? 
um, out of all the different spies to, to, to pick these three? Well, I think she was, you know, drawn to the character of Virginia Hall for herself to play. I mean, Virginia mm -hmm. is the American. She had, um, she had wanted to work in the Foreign Service for a long time. And, you know, all three women have had books written about them. They're all true stories. So, I, but I think, I think Sarah started with Virginia's story and then she was very interested in Vera Atkins' story, who was the, who was the woman who actually was employed by the British government to find these women and train them to go out on the, on the ground and um, had escaped anti-Semitism in Romania herself. So her story was very full and, and vital. And then, and then from there, I think Sarah wanted to include one more story that could be part of what was happening on the ground during the war. And Nora Naya Khan is a very, very interesting character. She's, um, she's an Indian of Muslim heritage, but her mother was American. She grew up in France, so she was very fluent in the language. And she had moved to uh, England and had become a member of the Women's Auxiliary Air Force. So she, she had some training, but it was all part, it was all in this time when the war was happening and everybody in Europe had to be, you know, had to find their place in the war and what they would do. Um, yeah, I really thought her character was, was interesting. And uh, especially uh, the, just her being sort of fighting. It's always interesting when you have people sort of fighting for a country that's not even fully accepting of who they are to begin with. You know, they're still fighting for it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was that was interesting. Uh, how did you end up doing the casting for uh, uh, for Radika and for Stana for those two other leads? Sure, sure. Well, I had um, I actually work quite a bit internationally, and I've worked quite a bit in India. But but I was on the jury of Tribeca Film Festival one year, and we gave Radhika Apte Best Actress for one of her international films that was. Um, directed by Anurag Kashyap, and I remembered her from that, and just um, and and since that time, because of all my work in India, she's quite a big star in mm. India. She I means she she's very well known, and and so I was thrilled when we reached out to her, and she agreed to come on board and play Noor. Um, and for Stana, um, our casting director is Heidi Levitt, and Heidi had a casting associate in London who had um, been involved with the casting of Absentia, which is the Amazon series that is in its third series now with, with uh, Stana. A lot of people know Stana from ABC's Castle series. Um, but we were also thrilled when Stana agreed to come on board. I mean, she, she was the perfect person to play Vera Atkins, who was kind of the strategic mind, you know, really embodied in sort of a warrior mentality. Yeah. I mean, I know this is probably Sarah's screenplay, but it's always hard when you're, uh, when you're adapting real life events of how much, how sort of cinematic to make it versus the true events. And was that something that you kind of struggled with at all? Or did you feel like the script was pretty, pretty solid in that regard? Well, I think that we um, developed a lot of character details and nuances in the course of pre you know, preparing for the film. And I did a lot of research in the uh, Imperial War Museum archives in London. I went to a resistance museum in Lyon, France and really um, just dove into 
what all the stories, I mean, they're, it's, it's an amazing, I mean, you could just read for the rest of your life, these stories, because they go so far and wide and so many different people and the international fabric of World War II is so culturally, you know, rich and diverse. But we tried, you know, we, our goal was to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. And to really, um, to really amplify the, the elements of these women's stories that really drove them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just amazed watching. I'm like, how is it? I've seen so many movies uh, about World War II. And it's just like, how is it? I've never heard of any of these people. I mean, I think it's kind of incredible that, I know, we're still not hearing these, these stories. You know, not, they're not part of our, our history lessons growing up. Uh, Rachel, there are yeah. so many stories that we haven't heard. I, I think that for a long time, we had been living in a sort of an industry and a world where female audiences weren't valued. And mm-hmm. so female stories weren't as valued. And now there's a real, there is a real understanding that the female market is huge, that women are 51% of the audience. And when you go to digital platforms, it's even, it's even a higher percentage. So I think that the, it, sometimes it takes a long time for the narratives to change and businesses, but I think we're there. Yeah, because they felt that same way about Hidden Figures. It was like, how many movies have I seen about the space race? How have I never heard of these people? I need to, uh, need to, do, I need to do better about learning about these amazing women, but uh, it's just, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that we're, we're telling their stories. Uh, that makes wow. me happy. Uh, yeah. So... Um, what is something that you hope people take away from uh, from this film? Well, I think that the struggle, you know, the struggle in the film is really around something that was happening in the war at that time in, in which there were, you know, people that were pl- placing different values on human lives and valuing human lives in different ways for different reasons. And I think... I think that that's something that is, is, an, is an idea and an issue that we could be talking about more today and the pitfalls of that. Um, you know, we, we learn a lot from history because when you look back at history, there's a beginning and an end to a story. And it's, it's interesting, I think, to, re, you know, to re-experience these stories and try to, try to ask ourselves, what can we learn? Mm-hmm. Do you think that each of the three women have something a little bit different to teach us? I do. I think that they, even though they were driven by the same, you know, in the same mission, they all had different motivations for um, what they were doing. Um, and, in, and, and I think that, but I think that they all were really interested in, you know, they had, they were, they, there was a moral imperative. You know, they were really, they were really, they really did have a sense of purpose. And even though they may have been doing different things in the world, if there was no war, the war really made them feel that this was the most important thing to be focused on. And that sense of purpose, that sense of what, what is it that brings meaning to my life and what gifts do I have to elevate, you know, to make the world a better place. I think all of those mm-hmm. things are, um, are very valid. Yeah. Very valid. I think so too. You know, this, so this movie is coming out in this time of quarantine, this time of, of craziness uh, with COVID-19. Uh, do you think that it, it is relevant to kind of this, this moment in time that we're at now? 
I think I think it's more relevant than ever. Yeah. And I think that I think the pandemic has given us, you know, I mean, it's taken away so much from us. But the this the solitary kind of um, this this time where we really have, a, you know, a lot of space to think about to think about what we're doing and what does really matter to us and and um, what you know in our ideal world, how should we spending the be spending the time in our lives? I think it's given us that time to really um, to really think and you know we all have choices to make so um, hope hopefully the movie can inspire us to really take that on it on a higher ground level yeah it certainly uh, is is uh, it certainly has something to say about uh, what we do with the time that we have making a difference in the world where they could have just stayed there there was no requirement for them to go and do what they did but they uh they pushed themselves beyond uh you know beyond what uh they had to do and so that that's i think makes it especially admirable and uh you know we have a a world that uh is there's lots of negative influences right now and are we going to are we going to stand up or are we going to just are we not going to, are we just going to stay at home? <laughs> you know, I don't know. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Uh, yeah. Last question I'll ask is that, uh, so you have a character that has a wooden leg mm-hmm. um, with Virginia Hall. And uh, so you, h- how did you sort of make that a reality uh, as far as the performance and everything like that? Well, first of all, we, you know, we worked with a nonprofit organization called RespectAbility because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that we were really portraying a person with a disability in a way that was respectful of everyone who was in the, in the forefront mm-hmm. of um, people with disabilities and their, and their rights. Um, so that was very helpful. And, um, you know, it was, it was a process that Sarah and I, you know, as the director and working with her as the actress, it was a process that we undertook together to sort of, um, with our research again, and talking to other amputees about the emotional reality of their experience, what it was like to deal with. I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, the, the cat, the, the prosthesis that she had, you know, is so, is so primitive to what people can have today that the idea of, of Virginia Hall climbing over the Pyrenees with that wooden leg is almost, it's just unbelievable. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost inconceivable. And the fact that she did it and knowing, knowing that, you know, how much pain was involved at all, at all moments, it was, it was quite something. I mean, there was a detail that we didn't include in the film, but I always loved it. It was that Vera Atkins had to write to Virginia's mother in Baltimore for spare parts for the, you know, for the, the brace on the wooden leg. I mean, uh-huh. it was literally like, um, you know, no, nothing was going to hold this woman back. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so uh, if people want to see the film, how, uh, how can they see it right now? Well, there, um, we, there is a website for IFC Films that um, is a call to spymovie.com and it has all the play dates in all regions across the country. And it is also on VOD. And um, I think if, if someone goes online and Googles, you'll see exactly how one, it's available everywhere. So if you, you Google it and you'll see where to find it in your area. 
Well, congratulations on the film. I really enjoyed it. I really felt like I learned a lot. And uh, so thanks so much for talking with us and, and uh, congratulations on the film. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Care Of, and Care Of delivers high quality products in a personalized way. And they start out with their great online quiz. And this online quiz is five minutes. Uh, it asks you questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals. Uh, they have a, a holistic approach to. Uh, to vitamins and health. And it's like getting a one-on-one -on -one consultation with a nutritionist, all without leaving your home. I know when I took the quiz, we were able to narrow down to the most important thing for me is working on my sleep and be able to take some, uh, some vitamins and the dream sticks that they have uh, to help uh, with my sleep. And so you be able to do the same thing and figure out what is the most important for you with your wellness. Uh, and uh, with this is fall, fall's happening all around us. And right now we want to fall into a healthy routine. As the season change, it is important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to up update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. And uh, Care-of's products go beyond vitamins and supplements to include protein powders and boosts to help supplement your workouts as you move indoors in the colder months. So you can go on their website and take the quiz and uh, have high quality products that are designed for you. They even have your name on it, on the packaging, on the little packets that they that you take the vitamins. They're easy to use. And for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. That's takecareof.com, code Hallmarkies50. I'd like to thank Lydia for coming on the podcast. I love getting a chance to interview directors, especially female filmmakers. And I think it is such an incredible uh, role such an incredible job uh, such a great example of leadership that we uh, that we need uh, to see and it's very inspiring I think it's really cool what they were able to do with a pretty small budget as far as this film I had never heard of any of these women before so it was a really great opportunity for me to get to learn more about these women and the sacrifices that they made and uh, there are some things that are tough to watch it's pg-13 but I'd say it's a pretty strong PG-13, so I I wouldn't, you know, like watch it with small children, not that you would for PG-13, but I would uh, use caution. Uh, there's torture, there's some other things, uh, but uh, I think for mature teens and for uh, adults, it's, it's a good opportunity to get to learn about three dynamic, uh, important women that I, again, I had never heard of before. And I think that's really great. I think the acting is, is all really good. I particularly like Tradika Apte as uh, Noor. I thought that she did a really good job. I could have even used more of her. Uh, the story, you definitely get the most Virginia Hall out of the three women, uh, but I still really, I thought all three were very, very interesting. And I think that you have a pretty, uh, 
sinister villain in Klaus Bar- Barbie uh, is the uh, is the Nazi. Uh, he's played by Mark Reisman, and uh, he's very sinister. Uh, and I think they did a good job. I, I liked the music. I liked the cinematography. All of the period details were all really well done. Uh, it definitely is a tense movie. It's a war movie. Uh, so if you are you know looking for a fluffy movie, this is not it. This is a tense uh, movie about women that are putting themselves uh, on the line, their lives on the line, uh, and they didn't have to. They could have stayed at home, uh, and so I really admire them, and I loved getting to hear about their story, getting to see their story, and uh, so I think that they did a good job. Like I said, all the acting, the everything else about the movie uh, was was very enjoyable. I think it maybe is a little bit too long in spots, uh, but you're telling three people's stories. So that's, that's challenging. So there we go. That's my thoughts on a call to spy. If you can, if you feel up to going to the theaters, if you feel safe, then I would recommend going to see it. Uh, if you uh, get it on VOD, I think you'd still enjoy it. So uh, let me know if you get a chance to see this one, what you think. I would love to hear your thoughts and uh, make sure that you are uh, subscribed to the Homeworkies podcast on YouTube. Uh, please like this video if you're watching it. And uh, if you are listening on iTunes, uh, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. We're getting into the, the Christmas season uh, already. This week is the official start, which is very exciting, uh, if you can believe it. But we definitely could use those reviews so that people can find our content. We also have our patron group, which we're going to be having uh, watch-alongs with behind-the-scenes details. We're going to be having early reviews, early exclusives. We have our Facebook group that you can talk about all the different things that you're watching and seeing. It's really great. And it's only $2 a month uh, to start out and support the podcast. We also have our merch store, which is really fun. It has tons of festive designs. So make sure to check that out. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. I have my full written review of Occult Spy with more details. So I'll put that in the description section and check that out, please. Uh, But thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.